Hello and welcome back to another episode of MCU Need to Know, a podcast dedicated to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and everything you need to know. I'm Trey. I'm Jude. How you doing, Trey? Well, Jude, I'm excited because after a season of dodging rabbit holes, we get to bring back a friend of the pod who specializes in navigating a myriad of MCU rabbit holes. I'm delighted to welcome back our resident fan theory expert and an always delightful guest, Leecho. Welcome back, Leech. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, welcome, Leech. It's so exciting to have you back on. I think we we because throughout this Loki season, I think we've been throwing out a number of references of like, oh, Leech is probably jotting this down, or Leech is scribbling <laughs> about this. So I'm so glad that you're able to to come on and do this wrap up episode with us. I and, and you were pretty much spot on in every single one of those too. So I am so glad I'm able to come back in the end and say say what happened during all of that because you know I've been. I've been not around this whole time, so I'm I'm very curious to finally talk to you both about all the crazy theories I have. <laughs> <laughs> How big's the notebook? I mean, like this Google Docs a few pages, so I mean <laughs> how, how much time do we have tonight? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're talking about the TVA. Time is relative here. It's all cyclical or whatnot. It is. It works it a little. Is. <laughs> the TVA is different. Podcasting time's different. We're in the right place for this. this is perfect. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's been a while since we've had you on. So before we jumped into Loki, I was wondering if we could just get some brief thoughts on some of the new things in the MCU. Uh, we've got uh, What If coming up, and we had Black Widow as well. Uh, what are your feelings on those? So um, to bring everyone up to speed, I try to stay away from any spoils. And I'm not crazy about it. I'm, I'm not like, oh, I have all these, you know, tags up and stuff. Like, I don't see anything. I just try to avoid it. And if it happens, it mm-hmm. happens. Or if it's something crazy casting, I, I'll see it. But I try to avoid everything. So as far as what if, I've seen, I think, what, two trailers now. And of course, I'm pumped. It's incredible. I think we had an episode and what we talked about animation in general and just how this is going to look and everything we saw. And I just am very excited about that. But we also had Black Widow and Loki to digest. So it's kind of like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm coming for you later, baby. I'll be I'll be right there. (laughs) I will be right there. Let me deal with these people, these kind people first. So I kind of haven't really dove too deep into that at all yet. Not that there really is anything besides the trailers. I did see Black Widow. I thought it was amazing. I thought mm-hmm. it took way too long for that movie to come out. And I was just so happy to finally see it. And it kind of felt like this weird, not weight off my shoulders, but just like I wanted it to happen for so long. And it just kept getting pushed back. So it was just that relief. The relief, it was good. <laughs> That's always <laughs> one of those things like, oh, thank God, it was really good. It wasn't for nothing. I, I, just, I just had a really good time with it. it I, I, I'm almost speechless. Like it was just, it was intense. It was also fun. Um, we learned a lot about this character who we all kind of had a connection to, but not really. She kind of hung out in the background and mm-hmm. I'm really mm-hmm. glad we got to learn more. I'm I'm pretty happy about that. And it still ended up tying in as well. So Leech, did you see this uh, Black Widow in the theater or did you go uh, Disney Plus? I ended up going Disney Plus. Um, one for fear of getting the wrong showing and that happening again, <laughs> traumatic experience. Uh, but also just, you know, for safety reasons, we have small kids at home. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah. and also just logistics of that. It's like, okay, you go today, I go tomorrow. It's just, let's just do it. 
on the couch, like we have the couch, you know, we've got the big TV, the backlighting, like let's pay for it and watch it and it's done. And I was pretty happy with the experience. I had no issues with yeah. it. And as much as I really do miss the movie theater experience a lot, I still don't feel like it would have been quite the same. So mm -hmm. um, I ended up well, doing Disney Plus. It's interesting. There was a big backlash by theaters on from the, from theaters on the sales going down the second weekend and blaming the early access. Mm. And, and just hearing your story, it sounded like if there wasn't early access, you probably wouldn't have seen it. Yeah. Um, I don't know when, yeah, if I would have, unless it was a very unique, like maybe a drive-in situation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it makes me wonder how many people like you that would not have went or would not have seen it mm -hmm. there. And those, those numbers of the high Disney plus numbers might've been a little deceiving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I'm, I'm curious. Like I'm really appreciated. I hope they can continue with it or maybe even oh, me too. after the first week it's out, it's in theaters, but then the next week or maybe like the, the over the weekend it's in theaters. And then like that Monday, yeah. I don't know, not this whole three month thing or whatnot they've been yeah. doing, but yeah, 45 days or three months seems long. Cause I, I realize that like, it goes to DVT three months later, mm -hmm. but unless you have a Black Panther type run, there's no need to wait that long yeah. for streaming. Right. Yeah. So I, I mean, yeah. for me, I really, I really appreciated it and being able to just do it from the comfort of my home. I wanted to see it. I was going to see mm -hmm. it no matter what. And I'm glad like, you know, the, my decision to keep my family safe didn't hinder me seeing it so i'm not saying anyone else that went wasn't safe i just i have two kids and i'm paranoid so like no no, no we look yeah, outside no, and we yeah. get the flu so I, who knows so <laughs> anyone that has like little small kids knows that you just they're just magnets for any sort of germs yeah well cool that's very good to hear and get your thoughts on all the latest mcu stuff but of course if you downloaded this episode, you know that we are going to be doing our Loki Season 1 wrap-up. So, Leech, I think because of the precedent you set, we can, you know, get into the spoiler zone. And I'm so happy that you're finally back on this wrap-up so we can continue this tradition together. <laughs> this, is, this is great. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> well... Uh, like we said, we're going to play an audio cue, and on the other side, we're going to be full spoilers for Loki Season 1 and everything in the MCU up until this point. So, we'll see you on the other side. And we're back. So, we've put out two of these wrap-up episodes so far, so we do have a familiar format that we're going to handle this, but since this show is getting a second season, we added in this section, which is... What are our lingering questions for Loki? So, Leech, if we can start with you, what lingering questions do you have? All right. So, I have a list, and I really wish I had, like, this <laughs> Santa Claus-type scroll that I could just unfurl and you all could hear it, because that's how it feels, like, these bullet points I'm about to reference. Um, <laughs> so, I, I did a rewatch of just all of them, sat down and watched them all, and I kind of, I think I did this in chronological order. So... Um, some things were, I want to know why no robots are allowed. If that's just a matter of, <laughs> Ooh, good if, question. if that's just a matter of like, you have x-ray vision and you can see what's going on here and it's all fake or 
because there was a mention of that in the hallway like oh this is all sorcery it's like no this is real when uh loki was getting escorted in by mobius at first Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. i'm just kind of wondering if a robot could very easily see and they've had that happen before so that's a check that's one of those things like don't put the plastic bag on your head because you'll suffocate like there's a reason it says that so maybe there's Mm -hmm. a reason we have no robots because something happened previously and we had to reset so that was I one. wonder <laughs> I wonder if that was a dialogue change. I wonder if that was a dialogue change because we know from Agents of Shield and I and one throwaway line in Avengers life model decoys. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah, I'm just I'm wondering if if that was just if that was the thought originally and it got changed to robot. Very very true. Yeah, I mean because that's kind of more all encompassing because it's like oh you can go robot, yeah. you can go android, you can go life model decoy, you can go whatever the heck Vision is at this point. So I mean. <laughs> Especially anyone that sat through Shield. I mean, sorry, that anyone that watched Shield. Wow. Um, <laughs> wow. Will know that they got pretty heavy into <laughs> life model decoys. So, I, I, yeah, it, it really could have just been a generic robot. It could be absolutely nothing. And I've just watched WandaVision and become paranoid. So, um, we'll see. But that stuck with me. That stuck with me through a lot of it because mm-hmm. I looked for that. And I didn't see any sort of indicator why anything robotic would be, you know, a threat in this little universe in you know, in this show, in the TVA. Mm-hmm. So that stuck with me along with um, the aura check in general. And I understood it yeah. was like a, it was, they expressed it before they went into the grocery store. Like, oh, it's for sure Loki. We check the aura, so it's like a thumbprint or like a fingerprint in a way. But what is that? Like, why aren't you taking just a fingerprint? Like, I mean, I guess every uh-huh. every version, every variant's different. So it's like you have an aura check. I I just that's just just like well, let, tell me more. I want to know more about this two second thing we got. It's yeah. just the TVA's vibe check. It's just a really. vibe check. That's all fast. it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> we got we got to make sure it's a Loki. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and it. it I don't think there was anything significant about the scan, but it was just interesting. I don't know if it's just we're dealing with things unknown. And so there's like all these unknown questions rather than like, okay, everything you've ever said. Cool. Like that's kind of fun. You know, you get your, Mm -hmm. your clothes changed. Okay. We already did that in um, Ragnarok, you know, having that kind of transformation thing into your new garb. But, uh, Maybe it's just to throw you off and be like, oh, this isn't just, you know, TSA at the airport. This is something way bigger. And we have to consider your aura and we have to consider robots. But that stuck with me through a lot of it. And I'm really wondering if there's maybe someone with the funky aura that's a robot that (laughs) is coming to get them (laughs) eventually in season two. It makes me think of two things because one... We ended up finding out that the timekeepers were robotic. So I wonder if there was some sort of like con- conflict of interest of there mm-hmm. where maybe robots could just pick up on each mm-hmm. other. And then the other thing, now that we know it's he who remains, I wonder if he has any sort of like connection to robotics that makes it makes him want to just screen for them. Mm-hmm. Maybe. So that'll be fun to keep track yeah. of. Yeah. Another one that I had was, why don't the powers work? I don't think they ever explain that. Is it because they exist outside of space and time? Is that just the general, what we're going to say it is? But their powers yeah. not working at all was kind of yeah. wild. 
Yeah, it's interesting because you would think the those powers are something inherent to them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so so was it like some kind of inhibitor or? Uh, well, I mean, maybe if it was also attached to the to the Infinity Stones in some ways, and the Infinity Stones didn't work, and in, in there, I don't know. It, but you're right. It, it's. I would love to see an explanation for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, there might just be you know security protocols in place that just you know nothing works here except for our stuff. But mm-hmm. I, I'd mm-hmm. like to know more because everything so far seems to be again the whole like don't put the bag over your head because you're gonna suffocate there's reasons why these rules are in place. There's no powers. There's no robots. You have to check your aura. Like something happened and it wasn't just his variants. He who shall, he who remains. He, see, I almost did it too. I was about to So like there's, there's a reason he's the last one and mm-hmm. it might be because the powers are off. It might be because the stones don't work. Like he had to go through all these different, if it's everything's you know goes in a circle, if time goes in a circle, every time you learn and learn and learn, so maybe he learned how to, you know, dampen all that stuff. I don't know, but it's it stuck out. Yeah. It stuck out through the whole thing. I double checked. I, I watched and nothing, you know. Oh, they they use powers here, but not there. No, it was very strict. There were no powers at all. So I'm very curious. Yeah. It almost feels like a grand scale version of the containment thing they had for Loki in Avengers mm-hmm. and it's just just sort of that suppression technique that maybe they picked up from watching that did they yeah. that was the Hulk container is that what you're talking about yeah. Yeah. yeah well then there's also I was just thinking of the 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 cell on Asgard that Loki was there in was a cell but on he was still able yeah. to use his magic because remember he made him inside look, yeah it. he inside he you know everything looked fine oh. and he was hot mess he just couldn't us. get out yeah yeah Technology gets better. Eventually, you start retaining <laughs> it. Uh, like we know how to suppress magic now, guys. Come on, God. So ten years ago. Uh, oh, and then let's see. So okay, something that got me. So I used to TA in a library, and so and I also work an office, a desk job. So the whole cataloging, I don't know what it was about the labels on the floors and the rooms and in the library it irritated me so much because i could not figure out a pattern and i don't Mm -hmm. know if that was just a sense of there's like a bajillion infinite libraries and it's gotten to the point where it looks like a you know 10 digit passcode with you know symbols and letters and numbers like you know the gear is so far out in the system that of course it's gonna look like nonsense or Uh if none of it actually make sense at all but nobody cares because they're just going through the motions and so it doesn't matter if there's labels they're just going through motions I don't know if I'm looking too far into that but it was so irritating seeing like floor <laughs> SVA next to T25 and I'm just like this doesn't make any sense they're just a floor different well, you what's know, happening I'm, I'm curious if that was a set designer thing or a production designer prop designer who got to who got to make that choice because mm-hmm. it was very it was very prominent like, anytime yes. they were in that building you saw the elevator buttons you saw the labeling and the cataloging in the library and it mm-hmm. just nothing made sense but it also could just have been a part of the bureaucracy of the office space it could have just yeah. been nonsense because the whole thing's nonsense maybe it was our mm-hmm. first clue that it was all nonsense so who knows maybe it's just maybe it's just all a front 
And yeah. that's why it makes no sense. Well, for as big and bureaucratic as it seemed, and, and I get because it was six episodes, it felt like that's, you know, Mobius was the only analyst we saw. Mm-hmm. Rinslayer was the only judge that nope, we saw. we saw three other judges. Mm. Yep. Okay, so the one before Rinslayer. And then we right, saw she was a hunter. And then we saw two judges in the hallway when was it Colby was walking back like, yeah, and this guy came out of nowhere and he was talking to two judges. Hmm. I checked that because I was wondering too, like, you know, okay, are you more then, powerful than we are assuming? Okay, and then on the okay. walls in the courtroom, I guess that's what it was, there were murals of multiple judges, but it didn't seem in a sense of like you know, you have past kings and queens and their paintings are on the wall kind of thing, like right. the person in mm-hmm. that position at the time. Right. It was like this mural of like a bunch of different judges together. So I, I was wondering. Well, and and I think that, that lends to what I was going to say is I was just going to say, it seemed like for as event shattering as this show was, right? Or universe shattering, I should say, only a very small fraction of the TVA was working on it. Mm-hmm. I have a theory about that. Okay. This was the gods division. Mm-hmm. Or this is oh. the, the soups division of the TVA. And that's why they're okay. dealing with it. Because, I mean, you got you got Bob who didn't punch in on time at work. And he's going to yeah. get pruned. You think that, like, she wants to deal with that? She seems really high up. She's got trophies. You know, yeah. all this other stuff. They seem to kind of be... Wor- like, Mobius is working on, like, this special case. So maybe she deals with this more upper cases just based off of mm-hmm. like the few we saw mm-hmm. which were you know lo- some, a couple Loki cases and whatnot so and that would fit in too with how because even Kang says like oh the highly bureaucratic TVA like mm-hmm. it would make sense that everything's so compartmentalized oh yeah yeah oh yeah because you don't want to we... get a big picture either mm-hmm. you want to keep no. them just busy enough to not ask any questions right that's very very office like mm-hmm Oh, yeah. (laughs) Actually, I think, wasn't there a poster that said, like, less meetings or more meetings equals less productivity or something? So they Mm -hmm. they had a lot of those those Mm -hmm. posters everywhere. Just keep going. Don't don't ask questions. Yeah. I'm trying to think. What else did I have? Did you guys have anything to add to that? I'm I'm curious off of what you just said. Mm hmm. Trey and I talked about this. And I remember this is on pot or off pot at this point, but. You have that scene where Loki um, has a stack of everything he ever said. Mm-hmm. How tall do you think your Rima paper would be? And does that include like emails and texts? It could include for Loki because I doubt he's done very much emailing in Asgard and texting. Hey, Thor learned. He did learn so. eventually. But, yeah, he did. You know, <laughs> where's Loki been this whole time? He was... Falling. <laughs> falling <laughs> falling <laughs> forever yeah so i mean it hasn't i mean he also doesn't have any friends like let's be real so who's he really texting right now um yeah true so i mean but it could i i think i, I remember this getting brought up i can't remember if it was in an episode or in the discord it might have been in the discord um yeah i think so but i i don't know and i'd be mortified if uh, it was like, here's your leech pile. Like, oh no, what have I done? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd uh, I'd be very afraid to see my pile. Yeah, especially now with the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think yeah, 
I also am curious to know if that's like a test of some sort. Be like, okay, yeah, we can mm-hmm. pull this trick off like three times, but this is just a stack we showed the last guy. Like, <laughs> we don't know. Are you real? like? It's like the challenge. The the um, what is it when you get a new app on your phone? The terms and conditions. The terms and conditions mm-hmm. challenge. Like, are you, did you really read it? Yeah, you clicked the box, didn't you? You just clicked it, and you just wanted to get <laughs> keep going. So I don't know. Maybe it was it was nothing because that did seem pretty like a pretty small stack. So I think you asked, I think some of the lingering questions for me, and I don't even know if this will even get brought up in season two and uh, all the different Lokis. Uh, So in other words, when somebody got pruned and you were, they were pulled out of the timeline, um, did another, is that where the variations came from? Did like another one pop up in its place? Mm -hmm. You you know, uh, and part of me really hopes that was the case because then I'm curious to you know alligator Loki story of like you know <laughs> this Loki gets pruned and we replace it and it's like oh crap it's an alligator and then you just prune it immediately because it's an alligator <laughs> oh you know you know uh, so yeah like I, I'm I'm curious about that um, lingering questions I I really hope we get to see more of Mobius's story yeah um, and and to see that um, I really I really hope we get to see lingering questions. How did the TVA get started? Mm-hmm. You know, and I get for a show like this and, and, and in universe wise, why they might not even bother answering that question. Um, but I'm really curious and, and I, and that's a lingering question for me. Like as, as we just talked about, you know, as you just mentioned the big bureaucracy that it is and the the hunters and everybody being variants was that like a slow build over time or did like you know he who remains just kind of take a big broad sweep of people mm-hmm. yeah a, a deeper dive into the mechanics of the tva would be nice to get especially i know we've been wary about getting into getting stuck in the weeds but I do think it would be fun if we do get some more light shed on some of that inner working. Mm-hmm. I feel like we might get that from Judge Renslayer because she got those suggested files and dipped. And yeah. I'm sure if she's not in on it, she's like, what is happening? Because I like some sort of power and then finding out I have none is ridiculous. So I feel like she's going to seek out like some answers. Mm-hmm. And I, we might find out, you know, how this started through her i can i could see that mm-hmm. very easily happening or maybe that's what's in the files and it's yeah, like yeah. M- maybe well, if everything goes wrong you need to be the one to start you know you need to be the one who remains like mm-hmm. this is you know plan b <laughs> <laughs> well i mean because all that information comes from he who remains like he sent it via miss minutes because miss minutes says oh he thought these would be useful to you mm-hmm. what i think's missing is he who remains not realizing that Rinslayer was having this crisis? Maybe not a crisis of faith, mm. but like on the doorstep of a crisis yeah. of faith. So you See, just I, handed. I might argue that he knew. Well, yeah. Because if, because if that happened before they crossed the threshold, mm-hmm. then he had to have. Miss Minutes flips back like, yeah, she is losing it. We need to wrap. <laughs> we need to fix this. Like now she is. Okay. Yep. I'm getting your file, sweetie. Okay. Yeah. We really need to. She's losing it. She's pacing. You cut it a little too close to the threshold, boss. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so. Yeah. 
And and Hunter B fifteen. I'm really, uh, you know, I mean, the last we saw her was letting the other hunter know the that he was a variant by showing, hey, here's Judge Renslayer. You know, so I I really would want to see that character story go on because she had really not a lot of screen time, but a lot of stuff. Well, we saw her with Mobius at the end, seeing the splits. Right? Wasn't mm-hmm. the, that the last? Yeah, but I. Okay, so I guess in that lingering question, is that a did we see were those were those different were those variants? Like 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 was it re were they reset and we we're looking at the same people that just didn't remember because they had never experienced what we saw? Mm-hmm. Or were they literally he's at a different TVA now? Mm-hmm. I think, and the ones we saw up until that point still exist somewhere. The ones, so I kind of took it that the way. ones looking at the monitor, I think, said something along the lines of like he did it or something that implied there's no going back. Yeah, now. like they they knew what was done, as in the mm-hmm. like the ones that we have known, but definitely the ones at the very end in the library are yeah. completely different. Like a different, yeah. uh, and that and that one is very confusing for me too because I don't understand if this is a completely new universe. I don't understand if time looped on itself at that point when he was sent back, and therefore we have started over, and we don't have the option for a different Mobius because there is none because it was overwritten, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's when I just stopped thinking about it because my brain started hurting. <laughs> <laughs> so, well. I think that's a perfect place for me to jump in because this stems both of this stems off both of what you two are saying. Uh, one of my lingering questions is: What does it mean that Loki is sent to a universe where there isn't Loki? So there is this question of Mobius and B fifteen, whether or not they are variants, whether they're the same people that got reset. Regardless of what that is, they don't recognize Loki. Right. Mm-hmm. Mobius says like, oh, you're the new analyst, right? Uh, maybe, you know, they, they, he starts motioning over to get people to help. Whatever universe this is, Mobius is not a Loki hunter specialist, whatever he is, because he doesn't recognize him. And I'm really wondering what that means for our Loki moving forward in this season too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Mobius could be a judge the way that um, he was being treated in that new mm-hmm. space. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, what was his name? Um, the lowly office worker. He didn't even know what a fish was. <laughs> so how, you know, well, Casey. Casey, yeah, yeah, Casey. Casey didn't even know what a fish was. So I could very easily see all their minds wiped. Yeah, well, I saw somewhere somebody noticed in the credits, he was credited as a hunter mm-hmm. at the end of that episode. Mm-hmm. When Loki's walking through trying to find Mobius, yeah. you can see some Minutemen rushing in the background. Mm-hmm. And apparently that's where you can see slash hear him. But I I haven't seen it, but I, I, I have seen it mentioned like you, Jude, online. Interesting. Yeah. So things are changing. I mean, and it's it's evident because the whole camera turn big reveal is that it's a statue of Kang and not the timekeepers. So mm-hmm. some things have definitely changed since the last time we were in that space. And this might be our, you know, next preventative measure, the next step. Like, wipe the existence of Loki. Loki just never existed at this point. We'll figure it out. If they're able to mm-hmm. figure out how we can have the Infinity Gauntlet and live happily ever after, unless that was just an empty promise from Miss Minutes, like, we can figure out how to erase Loki and still keep what needed to be kept for the timeline. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, cool. So definitely, as you can see, we've got a lot of lingering questions. Uh, so very excited for the future of this Loki series. But we do want to talk about this season one in particular. So, Jude, starting with you this time, what did you like most about Loki? I like that it made me think and that I challenged me. Mm-hmm. You know, that we both talked about it through the pod about there was some episodes where it was like, uh, okay, I'm not sure. And then the next episode, you're like, okay, I'm in. They, you know, I bought in. And then we watched the next episode and it's like, uh, what? And then the next episode is, okay, I'm buying in again. And mm-hmm. I, I liked that looking back that I really struggled with it and in that way and really made me, um, it wasn't something I can just sit and watch and just enjoy. I had to wrestle with things. Uh, so in the end, I, that, I think that's one of the things I really liked the most about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think because a lot of times we talked about this going into the podcast recording, we would have what 30, 40 minute long false starts because we were just yeah. caught going back and forth on, on the, the conversations that this show was spurring and yeah. i mentioned regardless of what we feel that's really cool that this show can do mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. yeah but uh what about you leech how what did you like about loki overall i really i really really liked how they have been consistently adding these just new characters with minimal screen time and mm-hmm. we fall in love with them or we want to know more yeah. and then while doing that developing this character who just acted like an absolute brat in Avengers and then having this insane amount of character development in just like one episode like mm-hmm. it almost just all happened in one episode I would say by the third one it was we were almost at like endgame Loki or I guess Infinity War Loki but um, it it was just kind of wild how we had all that progression but then at the same time we still had enough time for the show to teach us about this new threat and not hold our hand through it. It was just like, here's the context. Here's what's happening. Oh, here's a a good way to measure the scale of the threat is the Infinity Stones just being paperweights. And we're seeing and building upon this. And just the the fact that they're able to do that. And I was so invested in this show and it was just six hours. Well, meanwhile, it took decades you know, to lead up to Endgame, or I guess not quite decades, but, you know, it took a long time <laughs> to get there. It took a really Listen, long time. the wait in between movies felt it like really decades. Did. <laughs> yeah. It really did. And I just, I just really appreciated that because, honestly, I didn't have that connection with Thanos at all. Like, I, I knew there was a snap. I knew that existed somehow, somewhere. I've heard of it before. I didn't really feel like we got much of him at all. I really didn't understand any of that in Guardians of the Galaxy, the first couple watches. And it wasn't mm-hmm. until I sat down and watched them all. It's like, okay, yeah, there's some mention and whatnot, but I didn't really have a good feel of it. You just kind of felt like a jerk. But uh, this is like, <laughs> you know, we all know what we're facing now. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, <laughs> this is beyond <laughs> us. <laughs> and we need Even help. hearing... <laughs> Even hearing you phrase it, oh, we know what we're dealing with now, just made me shiver because the MCU's got a huge threat on its back for the foreseeable future. Right, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, like just just watching the timeline splinter, it's just like, oh no, <laughs> this is either <laughs> we're introducing X Men or we're like, you know, I don't know what's happening anymore. Like, I, I sh- any literally anything can happen now, mm-hmm. and yeah. I just and that's great. I, I'm here for it. I'm down for the mm-hmm. ride. I think for me, thinking about what I liked about this season one overall. Despite it making it a pain to do the most important topics, <laughs> I love that it was very dialogue driven. Yeah. Um, I know there were some times where I, I had my qualms where I was like, oh, you know, I, I it feels like we're kind of retreading here or there uh, from a previous episode. I still like I'm a sucker for those types of storytelling where it's just, you know, one, two, three people in a room just having a conversation and it's engaging and it keeps me glued to the screen. And this show did that frequently throughout the season. And I don't think it's a very uh, easy task to do. Uh, so I do mm-hmm. appreciate the show being able to do that. And it, it kind of fits in what we've talked about before with WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. In that I almost don't want these Disney Plus shows to tackle big things. Like I like these smaller stuff. But as I feel that, I also feel the contradictory nature of it because the entire MCU just got blown wide open with the multiverse stuff. But there's something about this, the way this show handled those smaller moments in, or let me rephrase that, the way this show handled those big moments in a smaller way. Like their handle mm-hmm. on the scale was a lot more consistent for me throughout the season. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed that about it. Yeah. You're right. Like there was, it was very forgive the phrase down to earth <laughs> you know i mean just because we followed loki like i i felt like it was very linear because you're just following loki all the way through um but the the scale that we got in terms of ramifications was huge yeah and it seemed like this show no matter how big the scale got always found a smart way to pair it in an easily digestible way. I think the Mm -hmm. best example is whenever we first get introduced to the TVA at all, uh, we talked about in episode two how brilliant it was that they paired Loki learning the ins and outs of the TVA's uh, workflow. I can't think of a better word right now, but he was being quizzed by the other Minutemen, and I thought that was just such a brilliant way for them to introduce those large concepts in a small way, and they just did that throughout the entirety of the season. Yeah, and that that, uh, intro video, that welcome video. Mm -hmm. And you know what's kind of fun about that too is that that video wasn't lying. It just omitted some details. But it was exactly what, you know, was said at the end. Like, you know, things were crazy. So we had to, you know, get the timekeepers to straighten it up. Pretty much the same story, but omitting some pretty key details. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was kind of interesting. It wasn't like this big grand lie of whatever. It, it was pretty true. So, And it all builds to that wonderful moment where He Who Remains does the the amen Ugh. singing it. And it's like, oh, this is where the bat ends. I wanted to ends. just stare in awe and slap him when he did that. I was, just, <laughs> I was so confused. Like, I didn't know how to feel. It felt like this person was like, had the most senioritis kind of feeling of just like this, whatever, I don't care. I don't work here anymore. I put my two weeks in already. Like, I'm done. I'm exhausted. But also kind of this like, you can't touch me. And mm-hmm. just the power behind just that whole dialogue was insane. Mm-hmm. 
you describing Kang with senioritis might be my <laughs> new favorite thing. <laughs> oh, man. That's fantastic. Well, you know, I, I think that's a, a good sample of the things that we liked about Loki. But the next section that we have for this is what are some of the biggest disappointments of Loki? And this time we can start with me. And, you know, it's funny. I, I had a very hard time in this section just because I know there was moments throughout the episodes where I was frustrated, but trying to pin it down to like, oh, this is a biggest disappointment part was, was hard for me. What does disappoint me is the speed at which the show set up and then disregarded cool plot hooks. So we had things like the bombing of the timeline or the D.B. Cooper thing or the President Loki. Like all these felt like such cool hooks and they came and went so quickly, which given that this is like a an ongoing series, we only have six episodes and this show had a lot on its agenda. I understand it's not going to be able to explore every nook and cranny, but there was these these this feeling of like, oh, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of that or not mm-hmm. just be a little bit throughout the season. It was the quantum leap misdirects and that I agree that that was my biggest issue as well that there were these amazing hooks and we just it just went womp. Like that was it. There's your <laughs> there's your minute of it. You technically still got it but it wasn't how you mm-hmm. thought at yeah. all. And I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm disappointed, but I'm okay with it because if it's predictable, mm-hmm. then I'm I you know, I I can sit there and try to predict it all day. I did that in Black Widow. And I, I hate who I become sometimes when I watch Marvel stuff. I'm like, "Oh, then they're going to jump off the thing and do the stuff now." Oh, nope. I was totally wrong. Okay. Well, I feel like a jerk and I'm just talking to myself now, so it's okay. I'm just <laughs> here in my living room. Thank God I'm not in the theater. <laughs> but uh I like that I I try to do that. And I feel like I know mm-hmm. it's coming and it, it's not. And it surprises me still. And so I'm, I both am disappointed that we didn't see, like, I wanted to see so much more President Loki. That was just mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. whole, I was trying to figure out how it was going to connect. And it just turned into this just little thing real fast, but it made mm-hmm. sense. And so it was just kind of like, I'm mad, but you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not happy about it. No, I understand that feeling because I I think for my disappointment is very similar to that. And it's a mix of like, what were my expectations? And Mm -hmm. it's interesting in the assemble documentary, uh, the writer even said in his pitch, he wanted to not do the quantum leap thing. And that's kind of what I was in in a way expecting. I think, and and this is, is just as much of a compliment as my disappointment, but I was so disappointed and in, in so much I didn't get to see. And, mm-hmm. and, and part of it is, like you said, you didn't get enough of President Loki or we didn't get enough of this or you get enough of that. But I think part of that feeling, well, that's something I was really disappointed in. It does us show how good a job they did in building out a world. That was interesting. Yeah. You know, so, so to put a positive light on that, but it, it was, that was definitely, you know, you listen to these episodes, I got bogged down in the mechanics, you know, and wait, you set up the rules of your world as this, and then you did that, and that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think those were some of my biggest disappointments. You know, if I can throw one more that just came to me, and it stems from what you were talking about, Jude, as framing it as like um, almost a compliment. It's like, oh, this is a sign that 
you know, it was so well done that you wanted more. I'm torn between if this is what it is on this one, which is I wish we would have gotten a little bit more of Sylvie. I think Sylvie does have a pretty consistent and great arc throughout the show. We we traced her journey towards that inability to let Kang go at the end. But I think that moment would have stood out more if we would have gotten a little bit more origins on her. Um, again, we're getting a second season. I'm sure these are things that would have been ex- that will be explored in season two. But I wish we got a little bit more here in this season. We still don't know her Nexus event. Mm-hmm. You know, this is something that Jude and I have been talking about. How how do you feel about that theory that her Nexus event was that she was was being selfless? I think her Nexus event was encouraging peace. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, pr- like getting the idea that like, you know, falling in love with the idea of peace compared to like, you know, I'm... I don't know what Thor played with GI Joes or whatnot, but <laughs> I mean, instead of just like pew pew and this is just the way it is and I got to make daddy proud. It, it really could have just been like, you know, cause it was, I, I tried to look a bit. It was like Valkyries and ships and um, what's hell is dog's name? Um, oh, fluffy. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't remember, but I saw like this wolf, figuring a very large one out of proportion of the rest of the toys. So I wasn't sure if it was like, you know, this place where there was, you know, in this, you know, universe, there was peace with Hela. And, you know, cause we found out Odin had to, you know, Odin went dark with Hela and they murdered like everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, you know, maybe peace was overall more promoted and maybe there was a fine line between, you know, if Loki went the Loki way and it ended up, ending up the way it had it should be and Ragnarok and whatnot or if Loki tilted towards more peace because that's just who Sylvie was mm-hmm. and because mm-hmm. it might have maybe went more towards peace nope nope you're gonna be peaceful all right we gotta we're just gonna wipe you up right now yeah I, I don't know I'm I'm very curious though because it has haunted her her whole life so it couldn't mm-hmm. have just been something as simple as that because that would have been I mean, she's a variant. She knows there are multiples of her, multiple Lokis everywhere. Like, she would have gone down that list, but maybe it's just dialing it down to exactly what it was that just haunts her. Mm-hmm. Well, and it does make me wonder. I mean, we're assuming there was an Nexus event. Hmm. But I mean, and the only reason why I say that is because, like, at the end. You know, he said he was looking for somebody, um, he who remains, was looking for somebody to replace them, like replace him. And he's like, it came in the two of you. And if he had the knowledge of all the different scenarios, I don't know if she needed a Nexus event. Oh, I think that'd piss her off even more. Yeah, he I just got pulled her for that, about that. For that sake of like hoping of, of you know, finding that replacement. It's just it's just going to mm-hmm. be easier to prune you as a child, and then you're just going to float around, and it just makes you know the paperwork a lot easier just to do it like that. That's the only reason we stole you from your yeah. parents and made you live in apocalypses. Again, well, go back again. Go back to my getting bogged down in the mechanics of the show. <laughs> if he knew everything that was going to happen, he had to know that she was going to escape. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
but he'd have to make that happen though because everything led toward to her showing up at his door yeah he he remember he said it i paved the road yeah you just walked it and it would explain because we even talked about it jude whenever she escapes everybody's just kind of standing there so that would kind of shed some light on that if that's if it was like a decree from on high of like hey you know send this person on their way yeah which by the way did a quick google search the wolf is named Fenrir. oh there you go there you go. Not fluffy. I mean, fluffy <laughs> felt right, honestly. You know, it was like the bone <laughs> sticking out of the side that just they just resonated fluffy. That the dog was I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> we have a dog, and mm-hmm. while the dog has a name, we have a variety of names, and I'm sure at some point Hella calls, called the dog Fluffy. I'm sure. <laughs> it's now canon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, moving into the next section, it is a pretty easy question. Did Loki work for you? Uh, Leech, we're starting with you again this time. How did it do? I would say it did. Um, The buildup from Endgame and figuring out, like, what happened to Loki and just having that question answered, but not only answered... And it was built upon, like, this whole thing was built Mm -hmm. upon that as we find out in Assembled. Like, that is crazy to me. I I feel like they're lying, honestly. I feel like they have this planned 30 years in advance. (laughs) I swear it's under lock and key in the Disney vault. Like, there's no way it was just this, like, oh, he's doing so good at Loki. Let's just just add to it a little or just, like, throw this in a little and we'll we'll build on it later. There's no way. Uh It all just, it all feels like this grand plan. And I, I loved it. It worked for me. It gave me what I wanted. I wanted more Loki and I wanted uh, more characters to fall in love with. I wanted more female characters to fall in love with. Um, And I got that. And I also got this new baddie that is going to, I feel like tie a lot of things together and give us this next generation. And I'm really excited for that. And I love that, that, that feeling it gave me. It gave me that, like, mm-hmm. the you know, the, the ch- kind of chills you felt when the Avengers first assembled, but I guess unofficially because yeah. Steve didn't actually say it. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when you had that feeling, it's like, okay, here we go. Like, that's kind of how it, this has felt. It's this big ramp up, and I'm okay with it because it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Jude, what about you? Hmm. Yes, I. I think I told. <laughs> yes. Listen, I've had very similar yeses in WandaVision and a flat-out no in Falcon. So we know how to interpret yes. <laughs> okay, uh, I I told friend Daniel this. I think this is of the three Disney Plus shows the best one. Wow. I would say though, WandaVision still my favorite. Because I love the concept. But in terms of like start to finish, once once I'm able to step back, I watch the Assembled show. I, I love the Assembled documentaries because it helps me kind of give some context of getting to see the ideas and the creators and what mm-hmm. they were thinking. Um, and Because and I, I always find it, even if I don't like it or agree with it, it's, it's kind of like the ending to How I Met Your Mother. It was a terrible ending. But 
the creators created exactly what they wanted to create from the start. And for them to accomplish that and be able to do that was, I think is really cool. And so from that standpoint, start to finish work, I think this is the best one so far Mm -hmm. of the Disney Plus shows. Um, Did it fully work for me? No, only in that I just, they, I kept getting lost in the mechanics of the world. Mm -hmm. And I think because of that, I, I think it didn't work for me. Um, and, and that's probably more, not probably that's more my hang up and just me being me and what I took out of it. than mm-hmm. I think the show itself, you know, I was thinking about it. I, I, one, I am genuinely shocked that your answer was yes. I was, I was curious to hear what it was going to be in this, but, um, I was thinking about how, as much as we've been talking about that finale being a setup for what's to come you know, what's that going to be like for you in the future with these, when these other movies start delving into the multiverse, because this is where it feels like the mechanics have been laid out. Um, so yeah, it's good to hear that. Yes, this did work, but hopefully the mechanics are something that gets ironed out as we move forward through these iterations. Well, or even, you know, I think you talked about this last episode. I think it was brought up that you don't have to watch the shows you can just watch the movies and it'll mm-hmm. make sense. So I'm really curious no to know like the next movie, if it will make sense. I, I don't know. Like that's the second time today that I've heard that that's their aim for these Disney plus shows to be connected, but inconsequential. I don't know how you do that, especially after everything that's happened in this Loki finale. Um, we know uh, because it's been confirmed that Wanda will show up in Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Like, mm-hmm. there's just too much going on for this not to connect upwards as well. Right. Well, and I will say that, like, I don't. I want them to be required viewing. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think it. I think it was a benefit to Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame that you had to have seen the other stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, trying trying to take the, you know, they had a brief scene in Infinity War where Banner had the dialogue to kind of get you caught up really quickly. You know, like here's the cliff notes of the Infinity Stones and, and all of that stuff, which we really didn't need mm-hmm. as an audience. Uh, but you know, they they made it work. I I'm okay if it work if it if these connect to the others and it's and it's required viewing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I kind of hope it, it goes that way. I'll be, I'll be really impressed if they can find a way to make it work without this being required viewing. I think the person that doesn't like the casual Marvel viewer is just kind of along for the ride and they're not asking too many questions. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. feel like if they just kind of get that little, like it's a multiverse. Okay. That's like multiple universes. Okay. Like let's keep going. Like, I feel like if they just get enough, maybe it's like a, a quick debrief or like we're walking rushedly in the hallway and like, oh yeah, it's the da-da-da with the da-da-da. Okay, yeah, we're all caught up. Okay, let's keep watching. Like if that's all mm-hmm. it is, that might be all they need because that is that is my husband. He's like, what's happening? Oh, mm-hmm. it's the thing with the stuff. Okay, yeah, let's keep going. Like I don't, yeah. I don't care. Well, correct me if yeah. I'm <laughs> wrong. Isn't he the one? I think you told me he watched Endgame first He's, and then he retroact- is a chaotic viewer. Um, he does that. <laughs> he does chaotic watches, and it 
blows my mind. We recently played a video game in creative mode. It was like last night. And he just ran straight for the boss. He didn't even think. He's just like, how do I make armor? How do I make weapons? Okay, where's the boss? I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. So he just is chaos. Um, I have a cousin who may top this. They went and saw Black Widow. Loved it. I was talking to them about it. They were all about it. And it was really, really exciting. They went and they saw it again with their mom and their brother. And they were like, oh, I stayed for the the end credits this time. I can't believe she died. And I was like, wait, you've seen Endgame, right? And she goes, no, I haven't even seen Infinity War. She started with Black Widow. And that's how she found out that Natasha died was through the end tag. Which she forgot to watch the first time. Wait, so then would that be Black Widow, then Iron Man 2... And like, how would that watch go? She somehow broke the timeline. How would, what would be, what would be the Black Widow order? Oh, I'm so curious now. Cause now I want you to suggest the Black Widow order. And then just like, did did she break the timeline or was this after last Wednesday's episode? (laughs) (laughs) After the threshold. Yes. Uh, It actually was. (laughs) <laughs> it was after the finale. <laughs> oh no, that's fantastic. Which but, uh, which thankful- universe are we living in? <laughs> oh, man, it's at least she's gone. Simulation. Stop! I was. You could see I was trying to get us out of that. <laughs> I'll say this: she has she has gone back and started with Iron Man, so oh, she's working okay. her way through. But oh, nice, nice. I, I was. I've been tickled and waiting to share that all oh, week. Oh my gosh, that sounds. That sounds wild to go through that whole ride and to be like, oh my gosh, she died. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see the living. next installment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <sighs> well, just imagine if she never saw that and the next Black Widow came out and she's not in there and it's just like, oh, okay, it's a recast, right. I guess. That- right. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe maybe we're putting too much necessity in these shows needing I, to affect them. I feel like if it's like you want to know more, you can go back and watch it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I kind of felt like that with the chronological watch of these yeah. movies and how there was a lot, you know, better context to things instead mm-hmm. of like, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy, nothing makes sense. And it's like, oh, you watch it in order. Everything makes a lot more sense. So, mm-hmm. um, well, and we hear stories about people that watched uh wandavision yeah oh, like yeah. oh cool and then they go back and start getting into it mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah i think it really mm-hmm. like it's one of those if you want to know more you you have all the tools in front of you it's called disney yeah. plus mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's everything <laughs> except for spider-man um and hulk, <laughs> and hulk but that's okay um <laughs> wow <laughs> uh but uh yeah i i feel like you know what i'm really hoping what if episode number two focuses solely on like Hulk, Incredible Hulk? Yeah, because <laughs> I don't think we, have we seen any Hulk representation in the What If trailers? I don't think so, but I just think what, what if <laughs> that second what episode if would be great. Gamma radiation <laughs> actually does help Super Soldier Serum, and he just turns into the new Captain America. Mm. So you never see Hulk because it's just Bruce, and so instead of Steve Rogers, <laughs> you have Bruce Banner. Just Bruce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hi guys, I'm Bruce. I'm here to save the day. Y'all oh, want to hear about man. quantum physics? <laughs> Finger guns. Yeah. 
<laughs> I feel like he would just be like a big nerd, but like a big nerd. Like, okay, Steve at least was humble. I'm gonna I'm gonna go off on a tangent here. Steve was humble, and you know he's Steve. But I feel like Bruce, like if he got like a six pack, I feel like he'd lean into it. I'm just saying. <laughs> Listen, we we almost know it's a for a fact. He was dabbing in Avengers Endgame. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're spot on with that. Gross. <laughs> I forgot how much of a dad he was in Endgame. (laughs) Okay. Wow. He was. I feel like, okay, so I just watched Avengers this morning. I feel like he was very different in Avengers versus Endgame. I feel like like Ragnarok and all that just changed him so much. (laughs) Listen, I'm sure a massive amount of time with the Grandmaster is going to do that to you. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Well, Getting back to the episode, uh, I think I it's left to me to answer if Loki worked for me. And to put it simply, yes. Uh, I, I know there were a lot of rabbit holes that I kept falling down through. Uh, but as a whole, I liked Loki a lot. Um, you know, I, I started to talk about this a little bit last week, but we just ran out of time. I, I wanted to mention that the thing that I kept coming back to in WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier was this feeling that the story wasn't complete. And so there's a part of me that feels a little hypocritical that I'm here with Loki where literally we know the story isn't complete and it's working for me. And it made me reflect that knowing we're getting a season two helped alleviate a lot of those problems that I had in WandaVision and Falcon. Like I know that those characters will pop up in other movies, but there's something different about knowing we're coming back to the same space, these same characters and continuing these storylines that just made me excited uh, to ponder on the stuff that came in season one, ponder what comes next. And I don't know. I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is I think this show was also tasked with you know, we said earlier, it had this agenda that it needed to set up this multiverse and, and he who remains. And I think it 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 had a delicate balance between paying, I guess, homage to the Infinity Saga while setting up this, what I'm going to call the multiverse saga. And I think it handled that really well, too. Um, you know, I mentioned earlier the, the way that this show played with power scales. It worked for me. So, yeah. Uh, that mm-hmm. that's that's what lends to my yes Loki worked for me answers. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I definitely had the like it's limited series for WandaVision that like stress of like how's this gonna end? How's this gonna wrap up? And I definitely had that Falcon Winter Soldier. It's like when's he gonna get the shield? Like come on mm-hmm. now, like yeah. it's gonna happen. It's just a matter of if he's gonna get the serum or not. That's all we're here for. And I was waiting and waiting, waiting. But this show, I felt like it was just so everywhere in a good way like just because of the time concept and they just kept bouncing Mm -hmm. that i didn't really question if there is a second season until the last episode when i'm just like why are we introducing a brand new character this doesn't make any sense Mm -hmm. and kind of going off of that and then they revealed at the end there'll be a second season like oh thank god (laughs) well i think also we didn't have anything really to look forward to I mean, that that's, sounds bad. We um, <laughs> so did this show work for you? <laughs> <laughs> no, what I mean, but what I mean like that is, we knew Sam was going to become Cap and get the shield, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, like what, like how are we going to wrap this up? You know, WandaVision's a limited series. 
and I don't think it was ever, he wasn't sure, is this a limited series, is it not? Loki's not getting, you know, does he get his horns? Like, like, like you don't, you don't know what the end's going to be. And so I think that had kind of an advantage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I think the show worked better because it felt like a TV series, a limited uh, a mini series rather than a movie chopped into six parts. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was going to bring that up because watching it today, it definitely had the beginning and the end of each episode. It did not just keep flowing. Yeah. It did not pick up the second it left off. And that was, it felt like it did when you had to wait a week. But mm-hmm. watching it back mm-hmm. to back, it was it cut off, done. It had that mic yeah. drop at every episode. Yeah. Yeah. And I think on an individual episode level, this series had a very strong handling of a character story circle. Uh, I don't know if it ever made the recording of a podcast, but that was something that we talked about, Jude, where, yes, maybe we may not be fully on board. It was very early on in the season. We may Mm -hmm. not be fully on board with the mechanics of the show, but one thing I do appreciate is these writers taking a character and bringing them through the process of a a change by an episode's end. Yeah. And the thing that I think this show also handled well, because we we talked about it in our Daredevil runs, uh, you know, not only do you have to complete a story circle for an episode, you also have to complete a story circle for the season. So you can't ever fully close it at the end of an episode. And I think this show handled that as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, with that being said, I think we can move into the next section, which is... What was our favorite episode? So Jude, starting with you this time, what was your favorite episode? The finale. Mm-hmm. So th- this had, for me, this kind of had that A-B cadence that we talked about in Daredevil. Yeah. Um, and, and it wasn't full A-B, but it, it, it's like you would get, how do I explain it? We had what through the pod that we called filler episodes. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of unfair. Meta episodes. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was kind of unfair to call them filler um, because it was dialogue-driven. You learned a lot about the characters. They learned a lot about themselves. And this finale, not all, you got to see the fruition of all of those, the, those dialogues they had with each other, those conversations. Mm-hmm. And um, Jonathan Majors was fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and so so I think that's what made this episode my favorite mm-hmm. is getting to see the the change in a real a real way. Like, oh, this is this is how it impacted them, mm-hmm. and kind of follow through through on that. So so that's the things I like the most about the finale. Yeah, I think adding Jonathan Majors is a huge buff to any episode. So. 100% get that. But what about you, Leech? What was your favorite episode? I'd have to say the first one because it was mm-hmm. the most impactful. Because I had no idea what I was getting into, you know, with this show. I, you know, I thought it was going to be a romp through space and time. And mm-hmm. then you have this, like, very humbling moment at the end of it. And also, if anyone's any got any free time, watch Avengers, then watch the first episode. Because seeing the transition of Iron Man totally burning him and then Hulk whipping him and calling him a puny god 
and then getting picked up, like thinking you're out, like, oh, like I I completely failed this hostile takeover and I suck times two now. This is the second time I failed. And then getting swept away thinking you've you've escaped for the millionth time as you always do. And then to be told, Uh no, you have not. And you are the most insignificant speck of dirt on my shoe. Like him going through all of that in a span of like, a few hours <laughs> and kind of like having that impact compared to just like okay loki's out let's watch loki like having that back to back and then the whole like gravity of the infinity stones at the end of episode one just like oh yeah we some of the guys use those as paperweights like just it was a very powerful moment and i feel like that just resonated with me a lot and that's why episode one is my favorite you know what i bet you there's someone out there that took the Avengers and edited in like took the original Avengers movie and then did the proper editing with in game and the episode one and just made that flow naturally. That would be amazing. And I want it. I, I mean, it wouldn't I, be that hard. It wouldn't. It would just be a little adding some endgame stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that's would, another thing. Okay, where does where does Loki sit on the timeline? On the, the chronicle on a chronological watch. Is it right after Endgame? Is it where it aired? Like it's so confusing to explain that mm-hmm. to people that are just kind of interested in Marvel. It's like, well, pushes nose up on glasses or your pushes glasses <laughs> up on nose. Like when, let me when, explain when to you. My- <laughs> Yeah, so when my wife sat down to watch this, episode one, and it starts with the in-game stuff, and she's like, okay, wait, pause, and I paused it, and she's like, so when within the timeline does this take place? And I just started laughing. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, let's watch the episode first. (laughs) Do we plan on getting to bed at a reasonable hour this evening? (laughs) Right. (laughs) See, this is what you have to do now. You have to watch in-game on one screen, and then as soon as that split happens, you have to pull up another screen and start watching Loki. And now you're watching two screens at once. And by the time we get to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, you're going to have like six screens just going on watching so many Marvel content. <laughs> I, <laughs> that's, that's the proper you're representation You're joking, of the time but on. I would not be surprised at all if that was a way <laughs> of watching what's going to be happening next. Like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take that bait. What if Wanda hears her children because of the multiverse? Because everything's <laughs> well, so, no, no, like, no, that's I think that's been confirmed, right? Has it been confirmed? Oh, that'd be lovely. I don't know if it's been confirmed, but I know people have been talking about the way Loki and WandaVision sync up. But I haven't. The, have, so have, the, I, the two finales sync up. Yeah. 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 So you could be sitting in front of like 10 screens and all of a sudden like this show ends or is about to end. And like that one starts popping up. And like, you know, it's like it happening in tandem and like, oh, this one pops up and happens in tandem. Like, oh, man, if I had a million dollars. That's apparently what my priority would be. <laughs> hey, it's 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 basically we're talking about like the NFL Sunday ticket, right? Like that was the idea to watch all the games simultaneously on multiple screens. All we're just all we want is just to watch all the Marvel content synced up at the same time. Someone mm-hmm. will make it. Someone, it's not a big ask. Someone on Reddit has probably already made it. People sync up movies to happen at his like people want tony to snap right at midnight on new year's (laughs) somebody's gonna figure it out oh yeah oh yeah yeah i'm I'm gonna look it up i'm very curious because i think that'd be really fun 
man. So let's well, see. So Leech, episode one's your favorite. Yep. Trey. My favorite episode. It's the one with the truck, I'm gonna go right? with, Yes. I'm going to go all the way back to Falcon <laughs> and the Winter Soldier, episode six. No. Uh, my favorite episode is episode two. Uh, you know, I talked about how I love this series handle in the story circle, both the in episode one and the season story circle as well. Episode two, I think, was incredibly beautiful because Leech, you talked about how they stripped Loki of everything. This was a broken man coming into episode two. And I like that they take him from finding purpose kind of still trying to find his way out of this, but then genuinely being proud of the work that he was accomplishing with Mobius and then bringing him back again to uh, following Sylvie into that time portal. Like it was just a Mm -hmm. beautiful circle of his journey within one episode that I absolutely loved. And as much as I enjoyed the chemistry between Mobius and Loki, I think this was their strongest episode together. Like there was a lot more cathartic moments towards the end, but as far as how well they work together, episode two um, was the one for me. And it was one of the ones I think outside the finale, just because of the larger impacts of the MCU that that is setting up. Episode two, I think is one of the ones that I came out of the most excited. Yeah. Well, you know what? And that makes sense. Cause like for me, I liked episode two a lot. And, mm-hmm. and it, and it was that episode where at the end of the first episode, I remember saying like, depending on how they treat predestination free will, I might not like this show. And then season episode, not season two, episode two, I know <laughs> got me sucked in, right? Like, okay, I bought in. Uh, and then I had my problems and it, it went back and forth and it felt like the finale and actually the second to last episode and the finale together, both kind of had me in. Right, mm-hmm. and and so that so that makes complete sense of of, of why you'd go with two. Yeah, it was really hard to to not have a favorite on any of them because I I was also torn between four, but I, I think two won out in the end. Two mm-hmm. two was really fun too because he was just like I'm Loki, I'm like super cool and magical, and everyone's <laughs> like I don't care. Why are you talking to me? <laughs> like who are you? <laughs> And I, I, that was just really fun to see. It didn't really, for me, it didn't, it kind of just came off like, oh, he's, he's playing Loki, he's being Loki, okay. But going from, again, Avengers episode one and then into two, he's just so insecure at this point. He's so horribly <laughs> insecure and it's just not him being, you know, tropey Loki. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a very insecure Loki. I see a plan, and in that plan, I see myself. <laughs> myself with glorious purpose. <laughs> oh, man, that's fantastic. Well, I think that's a good summation of our feelings on season one of Loki. Um, but before we end this, Leech, we wanted to do something fun, which is kind of go through the MCU overall and pick some potential pruning scenarios in all of the previous movies. So, do you have any potentials um so i really wanted to think of a lot for like one for each character but it turned <laughs> out it was like i i tried to get out of the whole like instead of them dying they lived or instead of them living they died like i tried to get away from that and go into like smaller little things that could have happened like those butterfly effect things um so um it would have been interesting 
if uh, Pepper quit. Oh, yeah. Um, If Pepper just straight up quit. Like, Pepper just like, no, I'm not going back. This is an abusive relationship. This isn't banter. Mm -hmm. And I'm Mm -hmm. out. And so Mm -hmm. that, I think that would have had some pretty ridiculous ripple effects. Yeah. Um, that was that was when I was like, oh, cool, nobody died in that one. King King Tachaka was my big like, what if he lived? Um, that one would have been very interesting because there were a lot of things that happened after you know to establish Black Panther. Um, after that death and so that one i think was my mm-hmm. big like okay i'm not letting this one slide this is the the one that's like you know lives or dies like this is the one i think would be the most impactful what was another one let's see uh banner doesn't accept natasha's offer to join the avengers and he just he's just Ooh, like yeah. you're ridiculous i will kill you get out of my get out of my face and because he could have yeah. Um. And just been like, I'm here, and I'm working medicine, and now I have to run again, and it's all your fault, and I'm irritated, mm-hmm. and I'm out. Like that could have been it. And then we would have yeah. had a lovely Banner movie with the right <laughs> actor for it. But it's fine. I I just really would like another Hulk movie. I've the, been waiting the, for so long. <laughs> the the bitterness that you have in your voice when you say that. I, I would. <laughs> We're getting a lot of hot takes from you this evening. <laughs> I would. I, I would honestly love. Um. Love another Hulk movie. I know we're getting She-Hulk, and that's going to be amazing. Yeah. But man, and isn't Ruffalo supposed to show up in that? Right? I don't know. That'd be really cool. I think so. He did such a good job. Yeah. Uh, let's <laughs> the see. right Hulk. <laughs> oh, so this one, um, if Coulson lived, but I guess that's what Agents of Shield is. So it's okay that Coulson died. <laughs> <laughs> oh man wow. we're ruffling some feathers with this episode <laughs> I've just got a lot of beef with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because after watching Loki and there being like a couple things that some people are tying to S.H.I.E.L.D. and then watching Black Widow and there are also a couple things that potentially tie into S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm just so mad because like no S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't is not canon I refuse it makes no sense <laughs> this whole thing's a fever dream Coulson is stuck in a computer somewhere they're poking through his brain like that's the only thing I, that like that's not a spoiler that's just me just see, I'm trying now, to make it make sense in my head and it's painful <laughs> see, now after this finale of Loki your scenario is possible <laughs> all scenarios are possible in the multiverse <laughs> that's right and it says so somewhere Maybe that's the maybe that's maybe, maybe that's the pitch. Maybe. Kevin Feige, mm-hmm. super fan. Our pitch is that Coulson and Agents of Shield was a fever dream while we were poking and prodding his brain. <laughs> yeah, and some aim advanced idea mechanics lab. Yep, that's so, going to yeah. happen. You put it out there in the ether. Yeah, it's going to become a, a reality now. So, so everything we're in the safe space. Everything MCU and does Agents of Shield count as MCU? Are we? I'm okay. I'm not asking about canon. I'm saying, can I put a spo- can I say a spoiler? For oh yes. Shield. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, yes. I, I think so. Ask. Um, they actually did touch upon that in the last season. Like, hey, Coulson, what if you actually did die? And this is all a fever dream, and you're still on the table, and you're like, you're just dying, and this all is a big fantasy. And they said that, and I'm just like, how 
dare you say that and not make that the actual case like <laughs> no you had to go you had to double yeah. down and say no this is extra extra real i'm like no you had a, you almost, had an out it's almost <laughs> it's almost like playing with someone's concept of reality is really rude oh, i couldn't imagine <laughs> Yeah. But if you don't know it's a simulation that you're in, Trey. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> it just means it's a really good simulation. Right. Aside from the random True. beeps, we'll, we'll get Terry to, in IT to fix that out. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, with the infinite possibilities of a multiverse, Jude, what are some of your possible pruning scenarios? Uh, for some reason, I kept circling back to this idea that Doctor Strange didn't get in a car wreck and Mordu became the Sorcerer Supreme mm-hmm. just because he was so, you know, rigid about yeah. the laws of nature and stuff like that. That is something I definitely, because I mean, think about it. Like he would not have studied up and you known how to use the time stone and reverse all that and go bargain with Dormammu. So, that definitely would have changed things. Mm-hmm. So that I kept circling back to, I kept circling back to Ant-Man and what if the mouse didn't free him when he did? Oh my gosh. I uh-huh. saw somewhere that someone wondered if the TVA was just sitting there pruning mice. Like there was just like this one department yeah, there on the right? mice department <laughs> and this one didn't hit the button. Okay, next. <laughs> and that one didn't hit the button. Nope. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Like, there's, like, that very lowly basement department with the flickering light. Like, that's what their job is. Well, yeah. I was going to say, you were talking about how the the TVA might be com- compartmentalized mm-hmm. and they have different sections. Somewhere out there is a void specifically for those mice. Absolutely. That got burned there. <laughs> and then, I think the other one that I would love to have seen happen would be, oh, what's his name now? Um, I don't remember his name in the show or in in um, Civil War, uh, but Jim Zemo? Rash. No, Jim Rash, Craig oh, Pelton, actually Dean. being Dean from Greendale. Oh my! In Civil War, <laughs> like like I just feel like that alternate universe, and that would be definitely something that gets pruned. Um, uh-huh. Is him out of there? But I would love to have like just that as a one shot of it actually being Dean Pelton and the TVA showing up. Hey, I mean Greendale infiltrating the MCU seems possible. We've got uh, Nicole <laughs> Brown, we've got Danny Pudi, we got Jim Rash, Donald Glover. Technically, even though I don't count it as a community cameo, but it's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so like that would be, that would be fun for me or, and this is just me being bitter, prune Ralph Boner and give us Quicksilver, but okay. (laughs) Or how about, how about Quicksilver ended up getting Wanda's powers and then Wanda got Quicksilver's powers and how would everything have turned out Mm. if they had different, if they had each other, because they're twins. So apparently it was interchangeable, you know, like if anything could happen, if there's an alligator Loki it can happen. So <laughs> what would have well, unraveled because of that? This is just making me that much more excited for what if. <laughs> for the what if. I'm yeah. So, yeah. so excited for what if because it's animation. You can do anything. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think some of the potential pruning scenarios that I would have liked to have seen is I mentioned this in the discord, but I'll say it here on the podcast Infinity War had the moment where Banner couldn't transform into the Hulk 
would have loved to have seen a scenario where he did transform into the Hulk and then watch the TVA have to deal with a rampaging Hulk. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. What department would you know that what? Be? They just need to go finish the visual effects. <laughs> apparently they shot. They just go finish the visual effects and give it to us. <laughs> yeah. So they, they, they seem capable of doing that. I think so. <laughs> Another fun pruning moment, I think, would have been in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, where Nebula bites into the Yara root, but it actually is ripe. So she never has that point of learning to be better because she wasn't proven wrong. Oh my god! So that would have been funny to see the cascading effects of <laughs> oh, that. Yeah. I mean, you, you miss, you're five minutes late to work, and you're a variant, so it's... Mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. I don't, do I need to do another rewatch? All right, I'll hit you guys up in like a week. Prepare your DMs, uh, man. Now, I'm I'm very curious though, because if we're if we're really like Loki just blew it all open, like it's mm-hmm. you know, yeah. butterfly effect upon butterfly effect upon butterfly effect. It, it literally anything can happen at this point because nothing has to that's... has an end purpose. Uh, who knows? Mm-hmm. I think that tees up perfectly for my last one, which I think is a bit bizarre. Go but, for it. Hey, You're in a multiverse a potential. Safe place. <laughs> in Spider-Man Homecoming, when Ned discovers that Peter is Spider-Man, he is has a barrage of questions, one of which is, can I get bit by the spider? And Peter tells him the spider's dead. I would have liked to have seen a scenario where the spider's not dead and watch their hijinks as they try to get Ned bit too, creating a spider <laughs> Ned. <laughs> oh my gosh. I need it. Oh my god. Well, then that would give him the opportunity to, to go bad and become the hobgoblin, which I think he is. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, really? Com- yeah. Huh. I didn't know this. Listen, theories upon theories upon theories whenever the three of us get together. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Leech, as always, it has been an absolute delight having you on. And I want to say thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. This is, as always, a blast. And I just, my mind's racing now. And I'm I'm so sorry because I'm probably going to be texting you all night. (laughs) Like, oh, and this (laughs) other thing. I'm I'm halfway through Iron Man right now. And there's no... Oh, no, but this was a blast. I, I really have a lot of fun with you, too. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Mm-hmm. And, of course, if you want to keep up with Leech and all the things they do, you can find them at XOLeecho on Twitter, which, of course, we will link in the show notes as well. Now, if you have any comments or questions about this episode, you can always reach us at MCUNeedToKnow on Twitter and Instagram. Or if you'd like to join our Discord, you can find a link to that in the show notes as well. We'd love to have you. Lovely community of people who are just as excited about the MCU as we are. Uh, yes, when you're on the Discord, make sure you go to the roll assign and click on the eye emoji so you can have access to the spoiler channels. You'll find me, Trey, Leech. You'll find a lot of us there having these conversations I think I watched the finale at 2 a.m. and people were already talking. So, mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> very fun community. <laughs> so, uh, so please make sure to do that. And, of course, make sure you follow us on wherever you get your podcast. And the best thing you can do for us is share with a friend. Yeah. We'd also like to thank Nick Sandy for the use of our theme song, which is his rendition of the Avengers theme. You can find more of his work on his SoundCloud, which is linked in the show notes as well. Well, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for listening. And Jude and Leach, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you, Trey. Thank you, Leach. Thank you both. We'll see you all 
next week. It's it's thoroughly enjoyable, but it's pretty much the same, not one note, but you know, same style throughout. Right. So. Yeah. And me, oh, cool. and that that thing was just me being picky about being like as a viewer being picky, and they addressed it. Like you're in the right. Place. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> and that's why I'm here. <laughs> oh man, what was that? Was it me? What was what? No. There was like a little beep. Well, I didn't hear it. Okay. It might be on my They're end. coming for if you. If y'all didn't hear it, then that, don't do this. <laughs> Not you two. <laughs> was it the backup of a truck or what was that? No, come oh. on. Wow. Wow. God, this is going to be fun. I, just, I know. All right. I just spit out so I feel much like water. <laughs> I was oh. waiting for like a wow, but you were just like, oh, you stabbed me. Oh. I'm gonna be completely honest. Okay, I got out of my I've system. Sh- I think I've I've shown both of you at this point a picture I've taken of my new Captain America Funko Pop. I've been very hesitant to share it anywhere because I know at some point there's gonna be truck. Oh jumps yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just second. waiting with some Hot Wheels photos. Like, bring it on. Yeah, <laughs> Adam, loaded and ready. <laughs> I I know you are. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. All right. Is there anything we need to go over before we... Uh... I'm going to get you a keep on trucking bumper sticker. <laughs> Just send it and don't say you're sending it and then don't have a, a slip or a note or anything with it too. Just have it appear. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll start a tradition of sending each other gifts, but never no saying it's from us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.